I don't know. Well, I was going to have two topics today. One was going to be the uh, the latest financial results, and then the other one being uh, release notes. But like I said, I started re- reading release notes and then stopped, and then we went to lunch and alcohol consumption Are you saying that, that we can't cover the release notes because we, we won't be able to say anything coherent about it? I was just no, going to read and shit all over them. And that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're going to read and Fitbit all over them. Right. Yeah, no. Sorry. I got you. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I, let's... First order of business, though, is beverages. Yes, please. I'm thirsty. I'm dying of thirst. I'm parched. It is like the desert. It is like Mars. No water, no moisture to be found anywhere. So I have a, a double IPA and an IPA. So let's start with a double, and then we'll we'll finish up. We'll we'll sober. We'll sober. <laughs> we'll, we'll sober up with the single IPA. This, this is not a good recipe. Starting with the double. This is Red Handed by Bearded Iris from Nashville. We've uh, had Bearded Iris before. It's a thing. Where's your, hand, hand me your glass. Uh, I can't say I've had a Bearded Irish before. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so, to clarify, Bearded Iris, not, <laughs> not Irish. Sorry, crap. So far. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that was audible or not. Uh, don't spill it. I know. Hopefully that's... Don't I should have reported that, that on my equally. Let's see if you can hear this. There you go. That's for all you ASMR kitties out there. <laughs> is that what that is, ASMR? I don't know what that means. That's that thing where Did you're I get more than you? sounds. I got more than you. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> You uh, you paced yourself at at the at the Cowboys thing, and I didn't. No, I had this, a I had a big boy beer at the Cowboys thing. This was canned on June nineteenth, and that's over two months ago. So technically, by the rules of IPAs, we should drain pour this. Trying to poison me? Some no. old beer? I'm just <clears throat> making fun of beer douches. Although I should say, should we pour it into a decanter over the week? <laughs> 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 I'm not sure that freshens it up. <laughs> I don't think beer works that way. <laughs> oh, good. Um, over the weekend, I uh, I was I was going through my beer fridge in the garage, and and I noticed I had some you know some some cans of beers that uh, I, I knew they were not you know exceptionally fresh, but I start looking at the dates. I'm like, oh my god, some of these were like from April, and these are IPAs, and they just mm-hmm. and they're and worse than that, they're like the New England IPAs with. Loaded with hops, and they just—they're so sensitive to oxidation. So, unless unless the brewery just did an absolute perfect job, which most of them, most of them don't, um, the oxidation really t- takes hold after a couple of months. But to get some skunky ones, but I, but <clears throat> no, not skunky. They're just like so the haziness that you get in these—it mm. it all filters out, and it was actually fairly clear. But and then it's it's just all that's left is kind of the malt, so it's malty and kind of pineappley, but there wasn't any fresh hop left at all. This is this is still not bad. It's like gym socks. You get that? No, I get that sometimes too. <laughs> I think there's actually I think there's certain hops that give like that. Yeah. Some some gym, or like a jock strap. It's <laughs> <laughs> the bearded Irishman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the bearded Irish jock, jock strap. <laughs> um, All right, you guys can skip. But this no, episode. so okay. But I'd learned something cool, which is I took. So I was I was basically cracking these all these different ones open, looking for one that that was still drinkable. But what I discovered was I took, 
it was like it was a I don't remember what it was, but it was a double IPA. It was like four months old. I really I probably wouldn't have drank it, but I mixed it half and half with my pool beer, which is a I don't want to say it's made in the in the vein of an England IPA because it's North New England IPA because it's really not, but it's but it is a hazy like four percent really just crushable pool beer, right? Mm-hmm. Super hoppy, and I mix it half and half with this old double IPA, and it really freshened up that double IPA, and it made it really pretty good. So you're cutting your beer now. I, I was, yeah, I was no, I was, I was, um, I was mitigating my losses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> I see uh, it's loss mitigation. Let's see how that works. Uh, don't forget about titles, John. I'm, I'm warning you. The second warning. This is catch and release. Wow, we always go with your titles, anyways. Oh, okay. Um, so we okay. So all, all I really have is unless we want to dig into previous things I never got to is earnings. And I did. I got some clips. I listened to because um, this is what I do for this podcast. I spent all day, all morning, really, not really all morning, a couple hours. I listened to the conference call, which is like an hour. Then I listened to the Kramer and read a bunch of crap. But um, no, Salesforce. So they they just wrapped up. Well, they actually they didn't wrap, but they released their report for their Q2 2018 earnings, which Q2 would have closed into July, right? Yeah. For them, their fiscal year's strange. I think it starts in February. And I, I, I actually hadn't followed this at all. So I, I think I caught some cursory information that said they didn't do too bad. They're, they're on track. Is that fair? It was um, remarkably, they're remarkably consistent. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's the great thing about having that, um, Deferred revenue. Uh, the the unbilled deferred revenue bucket that they can just kind of do what they want with is they can just they can beat and raise and beat and raise every single every single quarter. Um, but I will say they stay at a ten billion dollar run rate. They're still remarkably uh, the growth is is still remarkably high. You know, I think it was like at twenty five percent. You know, profit still sucks. They had a $0.33 cents non-gap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but virtually no gap profit. I don't think it was like $0.03 cents gap profit. I'm just, I don't remember what it was. But, um, and if you look at their, I was looking, at, I was trying to break down their, they, they do something on their, on their, um, on their report, on their, uh, I guess it's, it would be their income statements probably, where they map their, they, they basically reconcile their, what they, this non-gap that they like to promote, they have to, they do have to reconcile that back to gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the, it's like, I don't know, all but, all but eight. So they, they, Cause they said non-gap, they had like, I think it was like two or $300 million in profit, right? Non-gap. But when you rec, when you back out, back out all the bull crap, it's, there's really only like $18 million left of, of actual profit. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Um, it's 18 more, 18 more than I have. Uh, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> Um, but uh, I, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't get dig into the different clouds yet. But I, I did hear, hear them say that sales cloud was up seventeen percent, which is still not great compared to the other clouds growth wise. Mm-hmm. I still think sales cloud is the biggest. And again, I haven't, I, I'd have to, I don't have their thing in front of me, their balance, their their income statement. Um, it's still not up there with the other clouds. I, I mean, it's like you know, because sales cloud is basically what we call CRM to me, right? Mm-hmm. Is that do you agree with that? Is that kind of how you think of yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how much upside. I mean, they already have, they're already the biggest, they have the most market share of anyone, although it's still only like, what is it, like 20 something percent? It's just, it's one of those businesses, though, that I don't think you can get, I don't know, I don't know how high a single player can get, how much market share they can get. I feel like it's like you can't get more than like 30%. It's just, 
But we're saying it's that, too fragmented. That, that percentage are still top, though. Oh yeah, they're still number one. So whatever whatever is left out there is extremely fragmented. Yeah, they have the plurality. I guess is yeah. the best you can say. It's like they have more than anyone else, but it's still you know it's not even a majority. Um, but so seventeen percent is not great growth compared to other clouds. But I think that that's up. I think if I think if you remember correctly, if I remember correctly, previous quarters they um, it was like twelve or thirteen percent. So really. The growth had flattened off, but it's picked up a little bit. And then that could be seasonality. That's that's one of these things. It's either their Q2 or Q3 is really seasonal, and they have, they always have to uh, brace for that. But I read that uh, Q3 billings forecasts of uh, the eight of like eight to nine percent was viewed negatively by analysts, which is weird because maybe that's why I don't, I don't know if you looked yesterday, but when they announced their results after after the close of the markets yesterday, the stock traded low, um, traded down after and after or. Uh, yeah, like alpha hours trading on the whatever those are called after right, hours right. markets, um, and it and it was weird. The stock opened low this morning, but within like fifteen or twenty minutes, was trading like higher than their previous close. So, uh, must still have, up. Must I mean, not right be now. It's at ninety three point oh seven, which is it's up. Yeah, well, it's funny. So it's they, overall up. Yeah, yeah. They opened. They opened um down, but mm-hmm. then they traded up as high as like two or three percent up today. But then ended up closing, you know, bare, almost even, like barely. What was it up? Like what? Maybe under one percent, right? Something yeah. like that. So, so I guess I mean it was um, it was in line with what people spe- expected. You know, it's really good growth overall. I mean, if you look at their growth overall, it's like right, you know, mid twenty percent, twenty five, twenty six percent. You know, the deferred revenue numbers growing, which that's you know, deferred revenue is basically looking at the future, looking at future revenues because that's remember we have to. I feel like we have to. Mm-hmm. Let's give a lesson on this. Deferred revenue means they've invoiced you and you've paid them. Let's say they invoice you for a year of Salesforce, right? And you pay them up front a year. Well, that's revenue that they've 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 they have, right? And they've collected the money for, but they haven't delivered on that revenue yet. So they can't count it as revenue. It's this deferred um uh yeah, it's deferred revenue, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's another word for that. Um, like revenue recognition. Yeah. It's the revenue recognition thing. Anyway. Um, some other notes I saw, you know, they, they had some higher spending on marketing. And re- so, you know, marketing is kind of going up. Also, research, research is going up. I don't know if that's AI or what that is, but that's, and I was raising some concerns. Oh, we are seeing more and more kind of Einstein integration into the, into the different clouds. <sighs> you tell um, me. So it could just be plugging in those machine, machine learning algorithms. I guess. I mean, I'll have to take peop- what people, actual stories from some real people, because you just cannot listen to what Mark Benioff or what Keith Kinblock, Keith, no, Kinblock's a racer, right? Keith Block, <laughs> Keith Block or Mark Hawkins. You can't really, you can't take what any of these guys say because Salesforce is such a PR story driven, well, smoke and mirrors yeah. marketing, right? So you just, you cannot listen to what they say and expect to understand anything what anything on the ground is or what any, you know, it, reconciling that to reality is, is a very difficult thing. Anything about that reconciling reconciling to reality? <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, stock opened down. What else? Um, although it's funny, you know, the, the stock opened down, but during the day today, uh, I saw the analysts one after one coming out raising their price targets for Salesforce. Some of them as high as like one fifteen. Well, I mean, there seems to be a flood of just just like the 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 hounds got released in terms of the the blog sphere, and they're all they're all touting such positive feedback. Yeah. And and Mark will talk about Mark Benioff. There are multiple marks in play here. 
You got the Hawkins and you got the Benioff, which by the way, funny on the, if you listen to the commerce calls, which by the way, I don't, I don't recommend unless you just hate your, hate your life and your free time. Um, <laughs> key, key, my, my friend, Ken, Ken block. Um, he, he does this thing. He thinks it's cute or whatever. Maybe everyone thinks it's cute, but he, on the conference calls, it, it's, so it, it's Mark Benioff, Mark Hawkins and, and Keith block, mm-hmm. Ken block. And Ken, well, don't, refer- don't keep saying Ken. I know, I'll get I confused. No, I Ken refers to them as the Marks on the call. The Marks? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to refer to you as which, the JRs. Which is a technical fail because they spell their names differently, I think. I think Mark Hawkins is with a K and Benioff is, is with a C. Anyway. It's so cute, John. By the way, I tweeted this earlier today and no one seemed to give a shit, but um, <laughs> if, if you want to be... If you wanted to just play for a day, pretend you were an analyst, a financial analyst on a conference call, and you actually got in, and when it's your turn to ask a question, just add the, ask them, ask the the company management to add color to something. Yeah, was that, was that the theme? Yeah. So this this is the model. You you first of all you thank them, and then you congratulate them, and then you compliment on um, on something they just did. Mm-hmm. So here's and then what you do is you add them ask you add them to add color. You ask them to add color to something. Sorry, I've had a few beers. So that's how it would be. It'd be like, and now we're going to Jeremy Ross with uh, Frisco Investments. Okay, go go ahead, Jeremy. And I would say, oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, Marks, and uh, th- uh, thanks, Ken. Um, yeah, great job this quarter, guys. And and gosh, thanks for those thanks for those words against racism that you started with. That was that's great. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, can you add some color uh, to uh, what you think uh, artificial intelligence is, is doing to your business? And can you just add some color to what you think that's going to do to the revenue over the next uh, uh, quarter? Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. And you and that, would fit, you would you fit get, right in. I that's mean, how you get invited back. Right? They would they would not think for a second. It's like if, you know if you want to if you want to be able to walk amongst like zombies, you just uh-huh. have to cover yourself with zombie guts and stuff, right? And people's guts, and because because then you smell like them. Yeah. So I know you just have to. But yeah. So in addition to Salesforce hitting ten billion dollar revenue run rate, so we've we've now hit that. So you know this clip we've been playing for years now, right? We're gonna have to update it because now it's of course finally there. But you know, here's the frame is reality. So, and, and also on the, on the conference call, Mark was talking about how their first, when they wrote, and they, he measures this by when they write books. <laughs> so they wrote their first book about how they got to 1 billion, uh-huh. right? And then they, and then now that they've hit 10 million, they're going to write another book. Literally, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm not making this is up. Is that what we can look forward to at Dreamforce? <laughs> yeah. Is another, yes, another hand out of, of the, the great and wonderful right. ghostwriting Benioff book. And of course, we'll donate some unknown percentage of sales to some unknown charity. Um, That's the moment one. But then, then he said on our, on our chapter three, we're going to write a book when we hit 20 billion. I'm like, wait a minute. One, okay, I get one Who billion. Who reads books anymore? Well, but one billion to 10 billion, that's a 10x increase. Then you write another book at a 2x increase? Come on. How about another book at a hundred billion? Does Amazon write this many books? Because I mean, they got free distribution. Probably, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> anyway, so so Salesforce is the first enterprise software company to hit ten billion dollars. Or no, they're, they're the fastest to hit ten billion. Fastest to ten fastest billion. To 10 billion. <clears throat> They've also hit another. You know what? That you know what? <laughs> Being the fastest to ten billion makes me want to sign a license. I think I'm going to go buy some Salesforce yeah, yeah. right now. 
I mean, the fastest ten billion. That's well. The sad thing is, a lot of your future clients are saying that right now. Oh no, they're not. Oh, they absolutely they are looking are. at it from a feature perspective. They're mm. trying to understand how this can help their business. No, and but how Salesforce, they can customize. No, Salesforce has got such momentum. It uh, doesn't. Again, it doesn't matter whether it puts them in the quadrant. It, it, it oh, puts yeah. them in. Oh, in it, it puts them in the running. They are, John. They've been paying Gartner for ten years now. They they've been in the right. In the, in the, in, they've been in the place in the quadrant they want to be for years now. It's all about CRM. And if you think I'm just being a, a um, what, what's that, like a conspiracy theorist, just, you know, I don't know if you can get access to it. Ask Salesforce how many checks they've written to Gartner and how much, how, what the total, what the sum total of those checks are. <laughs> I doubt that would be divulged. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it won't. But anyway, uh, Salesforce has broken another, they've, they've broken another ceiling, uh, another record. They've, uh, and it may, they've, they've, they've reached another ceiling. title, which is they're also the first company to reach $1 billion run rate a year in stock-based compensation. <laughs> this quarter was $256 billion. Oh, $256 billion. So again, I feel like we have to do some educating here. Well, Benioff uh, will be able to buy another hospital. So, John, let me ask you. Let's turn some to Q&A. Let's do a little bit of a this is the Socratic method. <laughs> Why is this a problem? What is, the, what is the problem with stock-based compensation? Why do I always bitch about this? I don't know. Well, because you're a crazy person. Let's read some, some stuff here. Okay. The issuance of stock and options to Salesforce's management and employees massively dilutes mm-hmm. current shareholders. Yep. Thus, these expenses are very relevant for the company's current owners. So let's say that, let's say that Salesforce has 1,000 shares and you own some, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you own 100, 100 of those shares. That's, that's 10%. Yep. And next quarter, Salesforce, let's say they issue another 250 shares to give to their employees. Because the, that's how they're paying them, right? Because mm-hmm. you can either pay me, let's just make numbers up. You can either pay me uh, 100 grand in cash a year, or I'll let you pay me 80 grand, but I want, I want some of that awesome stock, right? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're literally, I mean, they're using this. Instead of paying people higher salaries, they're, they're giving them stock instead, which is not a bad deal because Salesforce you stock, that, you know, stick that on a schedule. And I mean, you, get, you can start. You got sales, You got Kramer pumping this stock all the time and everything, you know, and, and right. I mean, this is, could be a good deal. Salesforce stock well, yeah. is. I mean, this year it's done pretty well, especially under Trump. As soon as Trump gets elected, Salesforce stock goes to the roof after two years of uh, of a um, of, of flatness. But what happens when I issue that other two hundred fifty shares? Now, now you don't own ten percent anymore, John. You only own eight percent. Right, so on the off chance the company does have some earnings, why are you reading? You're reading the web now. I'm, I'm checking. On, I'm on checking. The, I'm checking how much Benioff is worth right now. On the off, got me curious. on the off chance though that the company does have some actual earnings or pays a dividend, instead of getting ten percent of that dividend they declare, you're only going to get eight percent. So this is why this matters. Over the last ten years, Salesforce's share count has gone up more than fifty percent. So Salesforce's stock is trading right now right around, right around ninety. If you do the math. If they had not done any of the stock-based compensation crap, that sh- those shares would be re- trading for $140. Wow. That's how much you've been diluted as an, as an investor. And all you guys have, who have been in since they went public, and I know many who have, ever since, I mean, they, day one, they bought stock, right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, just, that's what's happening. Now, is that overall, is that a good thing? I mean, are they using that money? Right. So they're diluting you. They're basically taking, they're taking your value as an investor, but they're investing it in their employees mm-hmm. and in their business. Is this what they that's that's the argument, right? Yes, we're yes, we're diluting you, but we're use we're investing that in the company. Well, yeah. And I guess the argument could be that, that now they have a stake in this company and they have a, they have an incentive to make sure that things are running. But this is what non-gap is all about. What non-gap is all about, it's saying, yes, we're diluting you. We're taking 
$250 billion of your money every quarter, and we're using that to fund our business. But we don't want our financials to count that $250 billion, right? <laughs> that, they're pulling that out. They're saying that doesn't count as an expense. Yeah. When in reality, we know it, it is an expense because number one, you as a shareholder are paying it. And number two, if we didn't have that $250 billion a quarter, we'd have to be using cash to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that is an expense. And it, rep- and, it, and it represents what it costs to keep this company running. Yeah. Anyways, what I was reading is Benioff is worth $4.5 billion right now. Four, except to four. That's good. Good for him. Congratulations. What was the phrase? I thought he was a $5 billion. No. I mean, Salesforce, it's, they're close to an all-time high. So, And almost all of his wealth is tied up in Salesforce stock. So. Yeah. Oh, he sells it every week. <laughs> anyway, so you know, th- so they say their their profit is like three or four hundred billion this quarter. But if you take out if you take out the non gap income, it would have been sixty seven million, right? So it shows that they're just they're not their profitability is very tenuous. Still, it's mm-hmm. very it's very weak. And they're trading it. Uh, like, well, it means that they still have to. They, they still have to show that growth. That growth still still has to be on the upper trend. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we're trading. We're trading again at a you know we're a, we're a twenty year old company and now at ten billion dollars, and we're still saying, hey, give us a break on this profit thing because we're still growing. Right. And you know if they can keep it at twenty five percent, it's the Amazon thing. Yeah, we, we've all say, we've Amazon. all had to you know any of us who you know read traditional investing books or whatever we've. It's like, you know, we have to recalibrate. We're in a different world now. Yeah. Right? I mean, because look at it. I mean, even, um, gosh, what did I see today? Um, another type of business that, that that Amazon is basically putting out of business. It was, um, let's say they kind just, of put grocery stores I mean, out just, of business. It was everything. They put retail out I of business. I think it might be it was grocery. They're getting into gaming now. No, it was, um, they do streaming services. No, it's Home Depot. Home Depot's earnings have been, you know, their, their business has been getting hurt by people buying all this Stuff that you normally would have bought at Home Depot off of there's a lot of there's a lot of things that Home Depot says that you can get off you can get from Amazon yeah and Home, so it's just Home hurting Depot, their business. Home Depot's taking a big hit. My uncle <laughs> was an early investor and employee of Home Depot, and well, they I mean, at he, one point I'm sure time, he's done really well. Oh, he's he's done really well. He's done yeah. extremely well, but um, it's not as extremely well as it once was, you know, back in the day. But. Yeah, but you know, you you look at you know, I mean, you have to look at these. You have to benchmark Salesforce, right? I mean, and and like I said, I mean they're. They overall, I mean, it, it seems to be a really well-run company. They 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 perform quarter after quarter after quarter very consistently. They're still at a you know somewhere around a twenty-five percent um, growth rate, even at ten billion. I mean, if they keep this up, they will be at twenty billion in probably you know five years or less. Mm. I mean, you you can't keep up twenty-five percent forever. Just like you know a couple of years ago when they were thirty-five percent, you can't keep thirty-five percent up. Forever, but once you hit ten billion, I mean, if you're still doing twenty five percent, okay, we're, we're still going to let you keep doing that, right? But, but I think what's interesting is they keep talking about growth, but I, lately Benioff has been kind of double downing on on the base of Salesforce being CRM. I've, I've seen a lot of quotes where they where they kind of quote him as saying, you know, our main business is CRM. This is what we do, and and he said it in interviews. What well, John? Of I don't know where you would have gotten that from. I mean, Salesforce only does one thing, which is CRM. <laughs> I don't know where you would have gotten that idea from. <laughs> Which it, it's odd. It's it's almost counterintuitive to to say that we're growing and we're this platform and we're into sales and marketing and support, yet they double down on the mantra of we are a CRM company. 
he, and yet, yet they still okay, get they he, still, he only says that when he needs to. And that was that wasn't a when someone was doing when was mentioning how they they've got some competitive overlap with IBM. That's the only reason he said that. Badoff's very fluid with his ideas and his, his comments. Um Anyway, what I was saying though is they're they're performing pretty well, and and if you if you benchmark them against competitors, I looked at them compared to like Microsoft, Oracle, uh, even Amazon. And when you look at what they're trading at, like by based on forward revenue, you know, like I think it was five around five five to five and a half maybe mm-hmm. five and a half times forward revenue, and that's that's a little expensive, but it's not it's not much more than these other companies. Um, the big difference with with Salesforce though, is their profitability is quite low, so their share price is still a I would say a riskier bet on the future. Anyway, I'm not you know I'm not a financial guy. I just try to I do my best though. Well, I mean, the, the, the profitability I, thing is a bit concerning because, I mean, a, a lot of what I hear from, from clients is they're, they're kind of not happy with the fact that every feature that they think they're going to be able to get when they sign on with the platform is another feature license that they have to pay for. And, and well, you don't that, get the renewal but, but, but fees. I don't, and the, see, I don't the, get that. What, do you expect to get new freeze. stuff for free? No, but I, it's, it, no, I agree with you. You shouldn't expect that. Well, However, a but, lot but of, the pa- a the lot, of, a lot of new stuff they do, you do get the for way free. it's packaged and presented at Dreamforce is you never really know what is going to be GA. And, it, and uh, here's the other kicker: is Salesforce doesn't even know if it's going to be free or not. A lot of times you won't know until right up before they release it of whether or not they're going to charge for something. But they they may just know. go, they don't nope, even that's know. GA. No, look at how many things they charge for at the beginning, but then six months later, they're like, yeah, we can't charge for this, and yeah. they and they give it to you for free. Yeah. I mean, they're not. I mean, I, I don't know. Listen, when you when you come up with a new product, you don't know. You can guess, but you don't know what the market's how the market's going to react to a new product you have. Are they going to buy it? Are they going to love it? Is it is going to be? Shouldn't you is, know? Is it going to be at at Salesforce level? Shouldn't you know? Well, you know what? If you have that crystal ball, then I I, I recommend anyone, everyone listening to this show right now to hire John as their as their product marketing expert because <laughs> he will tell you for sure how your product is going to do in the market and where you, and where you should invest. No, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, there there are plenty of of People and organizations that specialize in market research and trying to understand what a feature—they're full a of product. crap. They're full of crap. You can you can pay all these research companies you want. You can pay your gardeners, the foresters, all these guys. It, it's all crap. The only thing that matters is once you put that mar- product in the market, how do your customers react? And there's been you know there's been examples with Salesforce. What was the advanced analytics or whatever? And people are like, you know what? I mean, we appreciate getting this functionality, but we've been suffering with crappy analytics for so long now that we don't feel like we should have to pay for this. And you have to, and Salesforce listened to that. It took them a while. It took them a few months, but they listened to that and they finally said, you know what? We're just going to give this to you because maybe you're right. And if you, I don't, I don't know that it's that. I think, I think what happened is people have been suffering with, with low quality analytics and they've already bought a tool to, to do that. Uh, some, in some cases they did, but that means you have to export all your data. Salesforce and some other database and, you know, whatever. But they're going to have to do that anyways. I mean, Salesforce doesn't cover the entire spectrum of your data. There, there's ERP to consider. That's there's, true. Or you want to combine your Salesforce data with your other data, right? Yeah. You know, that's true. And, and the bigger the company, the more likely it is you're, you're going to And not have everyone's it. using marketing cloud. Not everyone's using, right. you, know, you know, they might just be using the CRM portion. So they are having to go to all these other systems and that's true. formulate a data yep. warehouse to support their BI tools and all well, those kind hey, of things. Well, hey, supposedly um, doesn't, um, what's their, Wave, doesn't it do non-Salesforce data? Yeah, you can load it all does. kinds of stuff. Right? You can load data in there. Sure. If you get the right CSV format or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You got the you got your API and you got your manual CSV loader. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, no, I just thought that the ten billion dollars. This is the this is the first quarter when they were officially at. You know, they was a little over two and a half billion dollars um, in revenue. So you know, we we now have a ten billion dollar company. You know, this is the first you know mega software company uh, in enterprise software with you know zero profits. <laughs> Maybe they're fastest at ten billion, but you know, it, the funny thing is, if you look at their peers, they were all very profitable at this at, at this point. Mm-hmm. So like, if you look at Microsoft in nineteen ninety six, they their income was. Uh, or their their revenue was uh, right around ten billion, and their operating income two point two billion. Wow, two point two billion. Okay, two thousand Oracle reached ten billion of revenue, and their income was three billion. The profit was three billion. Okay, uh, two thousand nine SAP, they hit ten billion, and their income was two and a half billion. So I mean, just printing cash at this rate, and now we have Salesforce that's hit. Income of ten billion, and their operating income is essentially zero. I mean, it's 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 uh, you know rounding error. Mm-hmm. It's anything. It's interesting. I mean, you know, the, and the, there's there's it's a it's this it's a um, a tale of two companies, right? A tale of two stocks. Is it is this a company that we just need to let we just need to keep investing in because they're growing so much, or is this is it a house of cards that they 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 don't make any gap gap profits? And whether it's one billion, two billion, five billion, ten billion, it's like it's never enough. It's never enough. I mean, your ten billion dollar company. When do we, you know? And that's, you know, again, don't ask me. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just look at this and and I read the different perspectives and stories, and it's it's fascinating. I think it is a fascinating story, and I think I think time will tell whether or not this this model or this 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 trail that they've embarked on. <laughs> Another thing I like to look at is this is a whole goodwill thing I uh, I talk yeah. about. So we now have a $10 billion company that has $7 billion in goodwill on their balance sheet. And, and, you know, a lot of their growth in the past year has been acquisitions. And it does, does that kind of impact their ability to kind of continue to grow through acquisition? Yeah, but, right. Cause a lot of it, I mean, well, whether it's marketing cloud, um, a part, CPQ. Pardo. CPQ. Pardo. Um, a lot of Pardo. Most of the AI, AI stuff was all acquisition. Yeah, none, none of that's been our um, commerce, what's it, demandware, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it weren't for those things, where would Salesforce be? I don't know, five billion maybe? Half of this? That's why I like to look at uh, Sales Cloud, right? Because that mm-hmm. is their, that's, that's the platform. And Service Cloud. Service Cloud is mainly organic, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they've bought a lot of. They've bought some tools. Yeah, there, but true. Th- there's been enough time that they've been able to kind of at least fold them in enough yeah. that the veil of this is separate is is kind of gone. Right. Um, another metric I thought was interesting was I have never seen professional service grow this much. Their their professional services group grew 28, percent which is really which is higher than pretty much any of their other business units. So watch out, consulting companies. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my theory on on is that what happens on, at, no this is my theory at some point Inter- they get critical mass on licenses on enterprise software companies as soon as the revenue starts to flatten and now it hasn't flattened yet right so we're it's like everyone has their head buried in the sand but as soon as the revenue starts to flatten you're going to see that professional services group at salesforce really start to grow because they're going to keep more of that revenue in for themselves it's not a great business everyone who's in consulting business knows that this is not a good business you know it's not a good business. I know it's not a good business. The CEO of IBM knows it's not a good business. The CEO of Blue Wolf, the CEO of Accenture, the CEO of all these companies, they all know it's a crappy business, right? It, it's what have you done for me lately, right? Yeah. And, and you, there's there's no um, residual no no income. Revenue. There's yeah. no recurring revenue. 
I mean, you can invent it's recurring a, revenue. It's a, you can it's sell a churn, services it's a, as support and things like that. But it's it, churn and burn. It it's a body yeah. shop. You're whoring out people. <laughs> That's all you're doing. It's very low value. Are you calling me a hooker? You, we're all hookers, John. I'm not a hooker. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a, I'm a consulting professional. <laughs> I am a professional. We're all hookers and, and we're all creepy. If we're anything, all heading to creepy. We all know that. We're, we're all hookers. We know that. If anything, I'm a high class escort. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, this is, you know, I, that, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to have some great product that earned me uh, residual income and revenues. I, I don't have it though. I'm well, just, what's stopping you? Well, I don't know. The smarty pants developer the, the, over there. The capital be, to be able to invest in something like that, I guess. Uh, maybe I should call Daddy Benioff. He's got enough money. He can invest in, you know, you can. Just to build something. They, they, have, they have their, their uh, what do they call it? What do they call their, their kind of startup fund that they'll, they'll invest in? Oh, they have in the incubator thing. Right? The incubator, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so don't let money stop you, man. Yeah, no. Well, then I have to then I have to uh, accept those strings that would be attached, and I don't know. Uh, let's see what else. I listened to the conference call. Um, he started off by taking a, a political stand against you know hate groups and stuff, um, which all the analysts, I, like I said, they all they all, they all applauded that. That's such a br- it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, what are you going to do as an analyst? Uh, no, I do not apply. No, I mean it's just well, no, it was, it, 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 yeah. was it like kind well, of a bit grandstanding or a bit like. <sighs> It, it, it was only thirty seconds, maybe. So I won't say okay. it was grandstanding, okay. but, but it was it was grandstanding. It was, but it was for Benioff. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. And it's like, okay, Bra- bravo! I'm so brave to take a stand against oh. Nazis. You know. <laughs> anyway, but it was a boring call. But I do have a couple clips. Let's see if I can. Oh wow! I'm just I'm really unorganized because this day we had some birthday celebrations, <laughs> and I just didn't have time to get as organized as I wanted to get. Um. Because we're all getting old. Let's see. So let me just start. Let's see. Tell me if you can hear this. Now, there's a reason. Are you hearing that? Okay. For our incredible success. What do you think the reason for their incredible success is, John? Uh, uh, Einstein. I don't know. Okay, let's see. It's Einstein. Year after That's really not what this clip is about, I don't think. After year, and why we continue to be investing at such an incredible rate to be the number one. Yeah, that's what this is about. Investing Why? in an incredible rate. So, okay, first what does of all, that mean? we have to define a few things. First of all, invest means not being profitable. Right. Okay. Right. So we have to clear that up. Okay. Investing at such an incredible rate to be the number one CRM company. It's because no other company like ours has ever been as committed to customer success. Well, see, there you go. You- we're doing it for you guys. We're taking one. We're <laughs> we're sacrificing our profitability. We're 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 gonna we're we're going monk. We're going out complete monk on this. We're, we're taking a vow of poverty. So that our customers for our, can be successful. We're doing it for you guys. Don't, don't We're doing you, it. He's doing it for the Ohana. He's doing John. it for the Ohana. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the Ohana. I hope you're, I hope you're getting titles. <laughs> <I've>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's reminding. All right. Uh, so that was that. I think there was more to that, but I'm going to skip the rest of it. Uh, next thing. Let's see. Where are we? Notes. Notes. Okay, here we go. What, you th- what if I okay? So the Salesforce is going to invest in three things. Can you? I want you to guess what they are. This this is really. I love turning everything into a into a quiz, John. I love this. Uh, machine learning has got to be one of them. Okay. Uh, uh, the platform. I think he's he's going to some, mention some kind of vague feature that's going to be representative of the platform. And third, uh, I think he's going to do something about charity, like continue to invest in our people and our charity and all those kind of things. I do? Okay. And I think this, I believe this is Mark Hawkins, but let me let this rip here. In distribution capacity, number one, Keith, 
very specifically. And also in new product initiatives, number two, uh, and also trailhead, number three. These are three things very specifically that we're doing to really, uh, really help us even in the trailhead. That that's one of the three things, and one of their big things. What, let, trailhead. Let me rewind there. that. What was I didn't catch that first one because I'm using VLC. Distribution was one of them. What what does yeah, that mean? I don't know. Hang on. In an accelerating investing in distribution capacity. So they're, accelera they're accelerating their investments they're, in distribution software. Company. No, no, no. I think that means the the AWS switchover. That's got to be what that means. Right, uh, that doesn't distribution does not make sense in that distribution in that. capacity. That's AWS. That means AW, That means they're working on reengineering everything to work on AWS. But what does that? How does that translate into growth? Well, they can expand. Okay, so there's two. There's two. There's two big problems with Salesforce expanding with their traditional model. One is it's it's on Salesforce to build all these data centers. They got to be in the computer. The actual computer business, which I don't think they should be in, right? They should be in the software as a service business. They're a software company. The no software the no software company is a software company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Okay. So dealing with a bunch of computers and a bunch of data centers all over the world sucks. And that's not their core competence. So they shouldn't be in that business. Yeah, but that's that's such a and in, and in today's world, you don't have to be. That's the beautiful thing about the eight, you know, cloud computing, actual cloud, real cloud computing, is you don't have to mess with computers. And so, so, Salesforce, so here's the thing. Okay. So, so here's what I'm gathering from that statement: is is if distribution means that they're going to move more to Amazon to expand, that's part of it. That's part of it. That would mean that they're trying to reduce their operating costs by moving to Amazon and outsourcing. It's, it's not that? necessarily about reducing costs. Well, then, they, they cause, might. Cause, okay, hang on, okay. they might reduce costs, but it's more about expanding faster by leveraging this partner than they would be able to do by themselves. But by that logic, the other, the that other thing is, what's, by that logic, that would mean that they're having to turn away people because they don't have enough data centers to support the people that are clamoring to get into Salesforce. Well, let me get to my second part because there's part of what you just said ties into that, which is the whole data sovereignty thing, especially in like Europe, right? And with the EU laws, they're basically, companies aren't allowed to put their data in a place that is not in their country or in the EU. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's that's why you need to put data centers where people are. Right. It's in, And for laws and privacy, but also just for speed. I mean, listen to um, like what Matt Lacey and Stephen Hare talk about with the, the, the performance of Salesforce. They're mm -hmm. in, you know, Southeast Asia, you know, in a, Right, and and the closest data center is I don't know where it is. It's like in Europe or something, right? I right. think, or is it? A, do they have an APAC server like in Japan or something? Still, that's you know, that's under a super long cable across the. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I, I think I, I I agree that there's not enough data centers over there. And it has something they've been kind of touting as as their as the reason they're not so profitable is because of, of their push. To grow in those areas, I don't think they've said that that's a profitability drain. I, I, it's just an expansion drain. Well, I, I think it came up on some of the previous calls that we discussed I that be. I kind of got into a little bit more. And and when they talked about their expansion and then you know how they're going to grow and and how they're going to globalize and all those kind of things, and that was one of the factors was was creating more data centers. And I know this came up with Amazon as as a way for them to do that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, I I do think you need to have data centers reasonably close to where your customers are. Yeah, but that that uh, that also comes with its own complication because now you're trusting Amazon with your data. Now you're now you're taking the ownership of data from Salesforce, this trusted entity. You know we're not going to do anything with your data, and they're handing it off to Amazon. And now the contract is between Amazon and Salesforce, yep. not you and Salesforce. Yep. No, I I hear you. Um, a gig I had not too long ago was helping a company build a system that was to run on Amazon, but not only did we have to, and this company was, um, oh gosh, what was one of these regulations? Oh crap! Well, it was one of the 
uh, in one of the privacy regulations, I can't remember which one it is. And this company was certified with this, right? Mm-hmm. That's, um, but um, I, I think, uh, what were we using? It was, um, it was CloudBees. So CloudBees is a software as a service, they're a, they're a infrastructure kind of platform as a service. Mm-hmm. And they ran on Amazon, right? So kind of because of that, and Amazon had these certifications. I, can't, I wish I could remember which one it was, but I don't. Amazon had that certification. AWS did. Mm-hmm. But CloudBees did not. They didn't, not under their name. So it created all these problems for us. Because <laughs> everyone has to be. So, so we ended up having to, to basically go directly to AWS because AWS had the certification and, the, and the, my client had the certification. But CloudBees in the middle did not. It was just, I don't know, it's, it's a mess. It's like, whatever. And that, that, that probably shouldn't happen with Salesforce, right? Because Salesforce would have their certifications and Amazon would have their certifications. Yeah, what was it? It was, um, oh gosh. It's, it's one of these big privacy ones. I can't remember what it's called. It's, and it's also been renamed like twice. We didn't finish what they're at. Well, I mean, Salesforce doesn't have any SLAs holding them back, so, right? Yeah, and it's not, a, it's not an SLA <laughs> thing. I mean, obviously, they don't. That's why you can be an Australian and, and deal with crappy, crappy, crappy performance with Salesforce. And there's nothing you can do because there's no SLA. First, not well, only, I just mean because now, not only, now not the only Salesforce is on. the first to 10 billion, they're the first, they're the first company to become a legitimate enterprise software company without having any SLA whatsoever. Congratulations. <laughs> But that shows well, that mean, shows you what crazy land we're in. What, People don't care but, about SLAs. They don't care about the super proprietary vendor lock-in. They don't care about any of this. I mean, but that's because the CIOs have, CIOs have said, you know what, Mr. Sales Rep, Mr. Marketing VP, Mr. CMO, you want to go do that Salesforce thing? Be my guest. Fine, you go do that. <laughs> but let me know how that works out. Well, for you. we're saying there's no SLA, but there's no there's no default public SLA. I'm sure within some some realm of large enterprise where they negotiate contracts, yep. there's some sense of a term of SLA or some kind of there may be ramification. But I've not ha- I've not had one person ever tell me that they haven't they got an SLA with Salesforce. Yeah, it's probably not. Have a, you? It's no. It's, it's oh, probably yeah. just some contractual. And you worked with big companies. Operation. I've worked with big companies. And and we've been doing this show for three years, and we've been, we've been talking about how there's no SLAs, and no one, not a single person said, hey, by the way, psst, we have an SLA, don't tell anyone. No one has said that ever. Yeah. Well, if you got an SLA, let us know, just so we can- Yeah, no. Just so we can just- Well, just so that. I can say, hey, you can get SLAs. I don't even know if you can get them. I mean, I, I don't think you can, but maybe you can. Or, or if you have an SLA, just, just let us know whether it took an act of God or just took simply asking. Yeah. Maybe it's just something you have to ask for. All right, well, let's move on from the investing in three things. I just thought it was interesting that one of the main things they're, that they're investing in, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a better programming language or... or well, we covered distribution. A better what was plat- the second thing? What was the second thing? Uh, well, let me... Okay, hang on. And accelerating investing in distribution capacity, number one, Keith, very specifically, and also in new product initiatives, number two... New, okay, product, new initiatives. product initiatives. What does that even mean? There's ev- their, entire, their entire R&D. Are new features or... Uh, no, is, that, is that it, that is it relabeling features that already uh, existed in Classic as yes, Lightning? Yes, 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 and yes. So that the, the all bloggers of all, out all there of can R&D, go, oh, look at this great no. new feature. It's it's Lightning, and it's new, and it's like, no, that was it in the old version. covers all of R&D and all of M&A. New product, right? And, then, and of course, the last one. That's shady. Uh, and also Trailhead. And also Trailhead. <laughs> That's, you, well, I'm not going to say Trailhead is bad. Can I just get switch statements in my in the programming language? <laughs> And I'm, namespaces? I'm not going to say... Ele- the, I mean, the, how much would it cost them to implement namespaces? 10 grand? I mean, it's a rounding error. Well, I, I guess just help me understand how... I, I, I can understand the value of Trailhead as a learning platform in, in order to educate people and, and, and allow them to kind of see these features and expose them to features that they may not be using and kind of get some more usage of those features. 
Um, but how does that increase licensing? How does that increase people buying? Because usually, well, someone, John, no, no one engages. In why why are you second guessing them though? They're growing at twenty five percent every quarter. I just every, want to understand the rationale of how they're going to grow with distribution, which is basically an Amazon but strategy. Have, what I'm saying is, we have new no features which they did not cover specifically on what those new features are. And and lastly, a, a kind of like hail mary on Trailhead because it's so popular. All I'm saying is, look at their track record. Yeah, we have no basis from which to to question them. Whatever they're doing, they may be saying bullcrap, but what they're actually doing is working. Well, that's why Benioff is worth I mean, four point five, and I'm worth what like the CFO, a dollar. I mean, how in touch on the ground do you think the CFO is, or even Benioff, or or Ken Block? Well, according to the Ohana, they're the reason they they have. N- never mind. <laughs> you better. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Fitbit. <laughs> All right, let me move on. Um, let's get into some first world problems here, John. You ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hold on. Do we have more beer? I'm out. Oh, you're out. I told you you should have. I, I got that unfair it, pour. It, it, it well, it actually wasn't very good beer, so I downed it just to get rid of it. Uh, I don't think it was bad. I, I was not fa- a fan of that beer. Give yourself a good pour. Of this. Oh, this is well, by here. the way. No, you so do it because this is um here. What is this? I don't trust myself. And we do have. There's a certain percentage of our of our. Uh, of our crew, of the Good Day Sir Army, that does very much enjoy hearing what we're drinking about. So that's why, that's why for all you people who don't care about it, I, I, I just have to deal with us, bear with us, because some people do care. And we, you know, we're about to uh, get good beverage. B-A-R or B-A-R-E? So this, oh, bear with us. I don't know. Uh, this is another, t- this is a Tired Hands, I believe. Yes. And it's called, I don't know how you would pronounce it, I'm going to say Hanbia. Hanbia. Hand beer, hand beer, tired it's hands, hand, hand beer. H-A-N-D-B-I-E-R. Yeah, it, yes. It's 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 a crushable IPA, according to them. That, that certainly can't so it's be probably, taken. Probably a low. This a bad connotation. It's a low alcohol. Yeah, that looks that looks delicious, doesn't it? Don't drop it. Okay. All right. Are you ready for some first world problems? <laughs> Hold on, I'm reviewing your beer. It smells better than the last one. <laughs> But you gave me such a foamy head. I can't. <laughs> I'm just sucking on foam right now. Yeah, so many titles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First world problems. And go. So, uh, hang on. Oh, that was weird. So, for example, I'm wearing this amazing new Louis Vuitton watch today. And this Louis Vuitton watch <laughs> is um, connected to something called LV Pass, which is the Louis Vuitton app that helps me manage all of my Louis Vuitton products. Wow. Oh, my God, man. L- I, managing my Louis Vuitton. I have so many Louis Vuitton products, and just keeping up with them is so I difficult. Know, I got some in Milan. So glad that Salesforce has this Costa app. Costa Rica, and some on my private <laughs> island, and some in LA, and Beverly Hills. Uh, yeah. And I, I, sometimes I, like, I want to oh wear this God. one, but I'm like, where is it? And so I got to know where it is so I can tell my pilot yeah. where to fly me to so I can go pick it up you, are you really, the party tonight. John, I'm, uh, I appreciate the effort, but you really need to work on your Valley Boy accent. It's just uh, it's not quite, not quite dialed it in yet. Oh, well, I was... I was trying to be you. No, <laughs> I'm the I'm the hick from Texas, John. Yeah, yeah. And that is built on Heroku, and then all of the CRM data for Louis. What? Vuitton, it's not built on the platform. Built it's built on Heroku. Inside. That's the app cloud. Part of the app cloud, John. I like Heroku. I guess since Salesforce is on AWS now, all of AWS is the app cloud, right? Well, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, I, your, your mind just exploded. I saw your head fly off just now. <laughs> Our core platform. And all of it is deeply integrated. So when I walk deeply integrated, early, John, that that dot net marketing cloud we have and that Java <laughs> sales cloud we have, they're deeply integrated. <laughs> it's Heroku. That deeply- Oracle database and that Microsoft, uh, what's their database called? SQL Server. They're deeply integrated. <laughs> what about Docker? Are they deeply integrated? With Docker? No, no Docker. No Docker. No Docker for you. Baton store. <laughs> they know who I am. They know all the products that I bought, like the watch or you know my carry all or whatever it is. Well, that well, I like. Why are you wearing Louis Vuitton watches? He has a carry you wearing Fitbits. I, honestly, this is this is. I feel somewhat is embarrassed. Is there a Louis Vuitton I'm, Fitbit? I'm a little ashamed to say to admit this, but I do not know what a carry all is. Is this a? Is I think it's a, like a man purse, isn't it? <laughs> a purse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to stop this clip. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, do I have the next one? Oh, I think we're we're on to um, we're on to Kramer. We got some Kramer. It's a large bag or case. Carry on. Well, that's what you have to have something to put all your Louis Vuitton products in. Yeah, I bet when he fills that up, I bet it's worth like it's got to be worth you know a couple hundred thousand dollars. He's ca- literally carrying around a bag that's worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got some Cartier in there. That's those are literally the two luxury brands I know of. Can you name oh, any those other are brands? The, those, those really big, yeah, purses. I've seen those. Like the I have a, a four hundred dollar Apple Watch. It's like literally the most expensive thing like, I've ever like bought. You have celebrities like Paris Hilton who stick tiny dogs in those things. Yeah, she probably paid a lot for those dogs. All right, so this is Kramer, and I just have the whole thing as a big bunch. So I'm gonna have to skip around. So you have to bear with me again. Uh, let's see. Twenty billion forecast right here, right now. Ahead of even uh, Dreamforce. <laughs> I am. I, I have never been more excited about getting to 20 because 10 is behind me. You always have to be looking forward to the future and seeing what's coming. Well, you know, I'm confused. I mean, for instance, we have a terrific chart here about who's the undisputed CRM market leader. And it shows you with 18.1 percent ranked number one CRM for fourth consecutive year. But, you know, your good friend Larry Ellison, who is brilliant, in his most recent (laughs) conference call, he said we sold more than two billion in cloud annually recurring revenue. This is the second year in a row that we sold more cloud ARR than Salesforce.com. My head is spinning. Who's right here? Ooh, right, the numbers are right, Jim, yeah. and you can see we just pounded Oracle in the pounded. quarter, Ooh. and you can see it in the market Ouch. share numbers. You can see it right there in that chart that you've uh, gone to many times that Salesforce is considerably larger than Oracle, and the spread continues to go. And you can also see it in these top-line growth numbers. Look at that growth, Jim. We are forecasting now 24% growth for the year. We raised our revenue guidance by $100 million for the second quarter Round in a year. row. That's incredible, and I've got dreams of 25%. All right, well, 25%, I think people have to recognize. Anyway, dreams that, of 25%. It? And at some point, he said— He, I, he didn't I, push I, that question further? I mean, the, just, note, the note I wrote on this clip was, uh, he said that all, all that's on my mind is $20 billion. I don't know where that actually was. I didn't even hear him say that, so it must have been somewhere else. But he, at some point, he said, all that's on my mind is $20 billion. I think that that's the clip, that's the no, clip not, to replace fastest to $10 billion. And it is. I got, I'm going to have to find it, because he said it. I wrote that down. I know he said that somewhere. Um. Let's see if it's, let me see if I can just let this continue. The market size here is much more dramatic than when you and I first started talking about 10 years ago. Uh, the, customer, the CRM market in 2020, how could it be more than $50 billion? Well, Jim, the forecasts are that the CRM market is going to $1 trillion, and that is what we are getting excited what? about, and that is what is really... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. And I did not catch this earlier. Um... Salesforce is a $10 billion company, uh-huh. $10 billion a year. 
and they have, you know, what, 30% of the market or whatever it is. Wasn't it 25 or something and, like and that? And 30 billion, not to correct me if I'm wrong, is, is that not 3% of a trillion? It's 3% of a trillion. Uh, I, I, but where, where I does the trillion number come from? Hey, who's, who's forecasting that Serum's going to be comes tr- from Benioff. Don't ask me. Let's see. The billion. Well, Jim, the forecasts are that the CRM market is going to one trillion. The forecasts are John billion dollars, specifically the CRM market. Yeah, which is what which which could explain why, like I've said, well, they've been they've been leaning. So do the been, math. They've been talking about how CRM is what they do. We are CRM. Salesforce is a ten billion dollar company. They have thirty percent of the CRM market. That means the CRM market is thirty billion. Actually, it's less than that because SalesGuide is only. What, 20, 30% of their business? So really, Salesforce is a $3 billion CRM company. And so that means that CRM is a $9 billion market. And so it's going to go from $9 billion to $1 trillion, which is CRM's be more than a billion, 100x though. increase <clears throat> in three years. Okay. Solid math there, Benioff, unless I'm missing something. Okay, let's, let's, uh, let me go on to my next thing. Let's see, I have to, then again, I'm manually skipping around here. I'm trying not to scrub while it's playing. Still open-minded toward the U.S. government, given some of the most recent uh, news events. So this is about, you know, Benioff, of course, even though he's uh, uh, pretty much completely anti-Trump, which is fine, because it seems like the most country is or whatever. Um, but he's certainly happy to, <laughs> to, to, to take all this get money from him, right? All this government money. That's kind of what this is about. Well, one mm. thing we're really open-minded... And I guess Kramer in his own pre-setup way is, is calling him on that. About <laughs> <laughs> is This is the quarter they really started buying again. They just have not been buying that much in the previous quarters. And now that the budget and all these things are kind of behind us, we see uh, agencies like the VA able to buy again. And that is very exciting for companies like Salesforce. So they really, and it doesn't matter really necessarily who's president in that case, and it's not necessarily a conscience uh, issue. No, there's no, wow. there's, there's no conscience here. This is he's totally covering Benioff on, on uh, Salesforce in general on this. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who's president. No, this is Benioff again. What have I said for years now? Benioff gets in front of these arguments before anyone even has a chance to make them, because the, what people would say is. Salesforce, you're supposed to be about equality. How can you possibly do business with this government, right? right. He's getting out in front of that. So let's hear what he has to say. Do work for the president. He does this masterfully, actually. Well, great I think it's this. important to do work for our veterans. Boom! <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, I'm not going to play the rest of it. There's, that's it, right? <laughs> Shroud yourself in veteran. There you go. Okay. No, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, we're obviously playing. I mean, I... If I was a shareholder, I would absolutely want... In fact, I'm not even a shareholder. I still want Salesforce to do all the business with the government they can. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather the government run Salesforce than some crappy old COBOL system or whatever they're running, right? Or worse, try to home, home what, grow a system I, I think, like they did with the, the so, healthcare system that totally just continues to be an issue. Yeah. The website. Anyway, Sorry, too many uh, beers. No, I was just going to say, I think, you know, when, when we play clips of, of Benioff, whether it's on Kramer or the, the, um, the conference calls or whatever... Um, we're just having fun. I mean, it is some analytics, but we're, you know, and we're obviously picking apart when they, when we're, we're dissecting their bullshit marketing speak or whatever. But I mean, it's, it's not that, um, it's not that we don't like Salesforce or we don't respect them or we're just, we're trying to call a spade a spade and figure out what's, what's fact, what's fiction and, and having fun with it. You know, it's like, again, 
their Salesforce has had you know very impressive performance. It's obviously a very well run company, and I give them all the congratulations that is is even possible. Um, but it's still fun to listen to the, listen to you know Kramer. Come on, <laughs> give us a break. Well, it's just it's just the, the the setup is so obvious, you know how how he gives them this platform and 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 does all the right talking points to give him a chance to to put his message out. So this next thing, I don't really even have I don't have any angle on. I just want to see what you think about this. Okay. And that comp that company and oh, that customers asked us not bit. to name oh, them on, like on, many on, of our on, customers, uh, but I can tell you, you the wrong I nailed down this quarter. And hang on, well, back actually, up once more. Sorry. To take all the customer and machine folks. data that they have and make much smarter decisions with it. What was the largest order that you uh, nailed down this quarter? Well, actually, Jim, that com- that company and that customer has asked us not to name them, like many of our customers. But why? Why don't, why don't they want to be named? Well, let's let me let you continue so we can at least get an industry here. But I can tell you it was one of the largest automobile manufacturers in the world signed a wall-to-wall agreement with us in sales and service and marketing and commerce in all these areas. Very, very exciting. And I'll tell you another great company. Okay, so one of the big American automakers signed a giant deal with Salesforce. So it's either There's not that many left. There's Ford, there's yeah. GM. Yeah. Is is Daimler Chrysler? Is that an American That's thing? That's GM still? now, I think. No, Chrysler's GM now, I think. Well, wh- okay, I think. No, there, there's so much consolidation after that whole <laughs> falling out of that industry that I don't, I don't even know who owns who anymore. I, I know Ford is good. Uh, I, I know Toyota's their own entity, <laughs> uh, but they're not American. Um, Chrysler, Dodge, maybe, maybe Chrysler's on their own. Here's where we Google. Do, do, yeah. Do, do, do. I don't know why Dream, I Dream of Genie is my Googling music. <laughs> <laughs> do you have it? What am I looking for? Uh, American auto, automotive, uh, auto manufacturers. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I, it's just interesting. Well, it doesn't matter who it is. It's obviously a giant company, right? Why would they? Why would okay, they so do? Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, and Tesla. Usually Maybe it's Tesla. No. Well, it could be. That's actually a good point. He said major. Is Tesla a major? Yeah, they're pretty major. They're, they're stuff, they're, their cars cost a load. Yeah, a but they don't, load. Yeah, but they're, they're incredibly small compared to any of the other makers. Anyway, I just find it interesting because usually I think in, when Salesforce signs big deals, like, I mean, look at the deal they've signed with Dell or any of these other companies where they're obviously cross-marketing. It's not just a Salesforce licensing deal, it's a massive cross-marketing thing. Yeah, but where there's no Salesforce, here. They want to be anonymous. But why? Why would they not? Why would, because, I mean, I'm sure Salesforce offered, hey, we'll give you even this much more discount if you let us pimp you out at Dreamforce and all these different things. Because it's, John, it's about, we know this, it's about the logo. Well, maybe. It's maybe, about, all about the logo. Maybe this is just on embargo and they'll, they'll, we'll know more about who that company is at Dreamforce. Like well, we'll that just could see them be plastered everywhere. I'm going like to give you a thing for that. That's a, that's an interesting <laughs> idea. Um, all right, so just a little bit of um, programming notes here. I have about 15 minutes before I literally have to walk out the door, so oh. we need to probably let me. I may get. I think I have one more thing, and then we'll get to some of our other business. Okay, and then I think we'll. Pro- I'll probably have to um put this together and bounce it later, and then we'll uh, publish it in a. No, no. It'll still be a catch and release, but I'll just I have to go home first to catch and release it. Or at least to release it. I guess we've already caught it. We'll catch it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. 
Um, where are we? Uh, let me forward, fast forward. What, 840, 840, 840, 840. Okay, here we go. Because with all of this artificial intelligence that's happening, we're going to have more job displacement than ever. Right. We need to make sure we do more job retraining. No, I'm just reminding us that we are all going to be out of a job pretty soon. No, it, uh, just more, no more remember, remember <laughs> hold on. Remember, Trailhead is one of the three things that's going to help them grow. And so training is very important. Yeah, because they're going to they're gonna dilute the hell out of this whole ohana well no they, they, they got to create those what was it four billion jobs internship jobs the the uh, moonshot yeah and you think those jobs are going to pay what you're making right now john uh no okay last one join any of the councils because i really learned a long time ago the best thing i can do is just give my best advice and the best way that i can give my best advice is not to be encumbered with any job with any administration so about, you know he didn't join any of uh the the president's councils Mm-hmm. So, because the because he thinks he should just give us his advice, right? And so, I just wanted to play this clip as a reminder of, of what that's worth. We think you need to integrate your global supply chain, move assembly overseas, and accelerate inventory velocity. Great, <laughs> do it, sir. We don't actually do what we propose. We just propose it. <laughs> UPS can help. Uh, anyway. All right. All right. So we have some other, we have some items, John, right? Oh, we do. But I, I think two of them are community topics that I think I'll save for next time. But maybe we'll do the reviews since you have to run. Okay. Uh, so let's do that. Sounds good. Won't do any dramatic readings this time, though. Because Jeremy doesn't have the time for it, so you can blame Jeremy. for No, it. I told you you've, you're already setting expectations that someone leaves a review and we're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get some. I'll tell you what, if if you write it like a really compelling review with a with a really good story behind it, I'll do it like some kind of dramatic reading, and I'll even you know. I will say it, that worked really well. I, I mean, well, I'm just saying like there was no takes on that. We did that live. It was mm-hmm. live produced. It's like you know what we seen like the when they did like the live grease and the live all these different live what was the one what was the sound they did the live sound of music remember that, that that's mm-hmm. uh, you know that's kind of what we're doing here yeah <laughs> there's no retakes <laughs> it's all alive we don't edit I don't, I don't know if people realize that most podcasts they edit the hell out of them people go they they record for an hour and they spend a week editing out all the ums and ahs and and trying to make things sound perfect and and so highly produced. And we used to do that. Well, not probably not that bad, but we did, you know. Well, we, we didn't. We didn't edit. Yeah, like, and we, we, we were say something, and go uh, edit that. And, out. and fair enough. Like we were pretty bad, and not that we're. Uh, I think we've gotten a little better, but you know, I think we're we're okay enough that either that or we're just lazy. And we're just like, yeah, this editing thing is just for the birds. We catch and release. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I do is if someone if something happens during during the recording, like someone says a bad word that we try to bleep out because we try to be family friendly don't know if that's worth it or not but we we try to so i'll we set markers for things so as it's recording like i can hit a button that it sets a marker so that i can quickly go after we're done recording and just bleep those things out takes us 10 minutes maybe and then we bounce it and where we do show notes we're done it Mm -hmm. takes you know it's 30 minutes after we're done recording it's a catch and release and i feel like that's a rare thing like what podcasts do that besides us we're doing something unique here, John. No, I'm just kidding. A lot of them no, do that. A but, lot of them do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a small percentage of them do that. I think most podcasts are... But the ones that they can highly edit, they're, they're like the big dogs, and they make the big bucks. A lot of those are live, though, and I don't, I don't think they're doing a lot of editing. No, maybe I don't not. know. I don't Don't ask me. Okay. Right. Well, we got two, two reviews. Really appreciate it. Is that because I whined and complained last time? 
Possibly. Yeah. Uh, these were definitely from last week, so possibly. Uh, cool. All first right. one is uh, Funny and Enlightened. This one's from Don't Feed the Mikey. Uh, he says, awesome podcast, drink... Uh, well, I shouldn't say he. I don't know who... <laughs> could be boy. Oh, could be girl. There goes your uh, gender normative, your hetero whatever bias, John. You should be ashamed of yourself. My bias is showing Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, he said... <laughs> can't say that. They say it... <laughs> Just say Z. I Z can't. said. Z said. Z. Uh, awesome podcast. Drink. Awesome podcast drinking buddies that talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Salesforce.com. Yeah. So nice, short, okay. and sweet. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Now, this next one is titled Great Podcast. This one's from Monkey Foo Foo. <laughs> I love these usernames. These I know. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Monkey Foo Foo. These guys rock. They provide real information and no cult gloss of Disney's Cody, Cloudy, and Appy. And they aren't from the bubble of Salesforce or SF. Is, no, is it definitely not. We're, we're out here doing our own thing. Yeah. Well, thanks for the re- reviews, guys and gals and folks and theys and thems. It, it helps. Number one, it just, I don't, it's, it's nice to hear that, right? I mean, because, oh my gosh, I mean, it's just, and I'm not complaining or whatever, we have fun, but it, it does take, it's a time thing, you know, we just, it takes time to do this, and it's something you we, you and I both have on our, we basically wipe our whole Wednesday out for the most part to yeah. do this thing, um, and it's just, it's nice when someone says something nice about it, um, you know, we're a small community, but I don't know, it's, it's just good, and it also, it helps people find us supposedly that's what they say and that's what all podcasts say and it gets annoying and i hate to that'd be like me reading a freaking casper ad every week that's so <laughs> annoying right or a stupid blue apron i mean it depends how, I, old, how, how sick how are well we of hearing these ads but you know they say it helps it helped and i don't think we've ever been although i i wonder if we've ever charted or hit or be, or been featured because there's been weeks when you like you look at our numbers and they just it shoots up and like we had to have been featured in itunes or something to get those kind of numbers so I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen. I've never seen evidence of it. But I do think you know in search rankings and things it, it helps bring things up. So you know, it, I don't know. It's encouragement. Plus, it, it it may help other people find us. I mean, imagine you know Salesforce. Let's and this is something I didn't mention. I had in my notes for like a week ago. I saw someone. You know, you know, when you can tweet like when you get a new Salesforce certification. People have been doing that. They tweet mm-hmm. like, and it shows their cert. It's like a thing where it shows their certification. It's like one of those. Um, what are those called? It's like a micro format or the Twitter card or the, what's it called when the, it makes a nice little. I think it's some, Twitter, some kind of micro format. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you can see, and I noticed that the, the certification numbers are up into the 17 millions. So first of all, do the math on that. Uh, I can do math. So Salesforce has made a couple, you know, almost a couple billion dollars, probably easily, easily a couple billion dollars, probably more than that in certification fees. Um, but also, I think about what a incredibly vanishingly small percentage of these people even know about our podcast, right? It'd be one thing if they listen to us and we're like, oh my God, these guys suck and they stop listening. But even though, even with that, we'd, we'd see, I think we'd see those in the, we'd see that somehow in the, in the numbers. Mm-hmm. There's just people don't know about us. I mean, I think people that, tons of people that would, would, would um, they would enjoy it or at least relate to it or be interested in it. They just don't know about it. So by leaving reviews or just even doing stars or whatever, I mean, those things help people find us. Think about how you found us. 
you know, someone tweeted about it or you searched in iTunes or you searched on the web. I mean, I think if you, I think we're on the first page of, if you search for like a Salesforce podcast, I think we come up fairly high, but all these things help. Or if you tweet or blog or anything, I mean, it all helps. It helps people find us. And again, we don't make any money on this. You know, it's just, it's not like I'm, I'm not pimping something. I'm not selling something. And, and best of all, we are not selling our community to other to advertisers. We're not whoring out the people that listen to this podcast, the good days are army. And I wouldn't do that. And we've refused. We won't do that. If, if worse got to worse, we'd ask, we'd ask people to, to support this podcast. We don't, we don't, we're just not there. We don't need it. So we're, we're not doing that, but I absolutely would not, you know, would not, would not sell, I would not package and sell our community as if they're a product to advertisers. Wouldn't do it. That's just me, though. I don't know what your opinion is. We don't. We really don't even discuss this. We don't. This is it. This is a meeting right now. We're oh, having I, a meeting. I, I sell every every email that comes across my. Yeah, no, John. John would sell you, but I won't. That's the difference between me and John. Um, but no, I mean, again, when we plead for help for these things, it's not. It's not because we're going to make more money or Casper's going to pay. We're going to get a higher, a better CPM or any of that crap. We're not. That's not why we're doing this. Um, if I wanted to make money doing a podcast, I you know that'd be a different thing. But that's not why I do this podcast. We just do it because it's fun. And uh, if there's, I think there, I just think there's a lot of people that would um, that would that would enjoy this. But maybe people don't listen to podcasts. I don't know. That's um, a possibility too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Christy pointed out that post that you know this uh, someone had was like. Hey, you know, I like your podcast, and also, and also, my well, she, she said she was a good day sir groupie. But you know what? <laughs> we should, and, and I'm not going to mention this person's name, but you know who you are. You're listening. First of all, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, that's awesome. But also, I don't recognize your name. That means you have not joined our Slack. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, you cannot call yourself a groupie if you're not in our Slack. And maybe, maybe you are, and you're just a lurker, and that's fine too. But uh, we do have a Slack. We, it's a community where we all get together and. Uh, talk online and help each other and ask questions and rant and, and share success stories and frustrations and everything else. Uh, if you're not in our Slack, please join gooddaysirpodcast.com, gooddaysirpodcast.com. Click on community. You just have to put in your email address and John will add you. And then the email address goes away. We don't sell it. We don't collect it. Nothing like that happens. We just add you to the group. Yep. If, if Slack somehow made it so that we didn't have to collect an email address, we wouldn't, but we have to because that's the only way we have to get you the invite because that's the way Slack works. And there is a tool that will let us kind of automate that, but I'm afraid. There's, I'm oh, afraid. Know. There, you know. My fear is that right. the email goes through them and then right. they sell your email. Or so. and there's also, I mean, just search GitHub. People, have, there's all kinds of scripts that automate this, but we like doing things the old fashioned way. I, I saw this article the other day. It was about, um, especially tech people, how they are like at their home environment, they are just detecting their entire life. I'm I'm about to get there, yeah, which is weird because half of me is like I love tech. And I want to like I want to automate my house and all, and I want the the car with all the best you know yeah. tech and all that. And then I'm and on the other hand, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's too much. I want nothing but analog in my life and my personal life. I want analog everything. I did, and I I go back yeah. and forth. I don't know. I mean, I I kind of want to unplug all the devices. I I I'm not interested in the new phones and all this new stuff coming out. I just like I'm done. Yeah. I'm getting, I mean, I'm just getting too old. I don't want to do this. So I want to delete it's not, my it's Twitter not an account. Age thing. So wanna... You try to make an age thing. It's not an age thing. It's just, it's an, it, when you hit some point where you're like the digital, the tracking, the recording, the monitoring, it's just, it's, and the access, the, such easy access to buying something from Amazon or reading your tweets or getting notified of someone who mentioned you a tweet. I mean, it's, it's like, I've, it's just that you've had, at some point you've had enough. You want, I want to go camping. 
Yeah. With some fire and a fishing pole and like yeah. a, and a cast iron pan. And that's all I want. Well, and that's why I say it's old because that's, that's my ideal vacation. And when I bring that up with my family, they're like, oh my God, no. Yeah. And they throw a fit. Yep. They're like, let's go somewhere where there's internet, first of all, where I can use my iPad and that there's bathrooms really available yeah. with toilet paper. <laughs> I am a fan of toilet paper. I do have to admit. That's one thing. That's one like, creature that's comfort. That's the bushes are for yeah. in the leaves. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just don't use the oh, poison no. ivy. Yeah, exactly. Or, or anything else you might be allergic to. And to that, I say, good day, sir. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs>